The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb coming to you on a week of absolute madness i i feel like i've said absolute and chaos and madness to start just about every single show over the last few weeks but this is the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he of course is cody zeeb i am rod via gomez and absolutely we are here to break down the weekend of racing at talladega we have all three series in action this week cody are you ready for like wall to wall? I don't. I've run out of. I've run out of terms for wackiness and craziness. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty hard to explain what's going on. I, I liked your your description you put on the podcast on the the recap episode. The uh, was it the Texas Goodyear massacre? <laughs> it's uh, yeah. There was that was pretty much the best way to describe it. So luckily that's behind us. Now we got more chaos, but. We expect chaos this week, so that's okay, and we're going to use that to our advantage. Again, we said it on the recap show, but I just want to be upfront with you right now, right away. This is a super speedway, a restrictor plate, a tapered space, or whatever the hell you want to call it, and these races are unpredictable. There will be big wrecks. They will catch up people that shouldn't be caught up in it, that have nothing to do with creating it. Sometimes it's unavoidable. So, again, you should always gamble responsibly. We know that, but expect just to lose any bet you place this week. That doesn't mean you can't win them because we've done it multiple times, and we'll talk about that a little bit in some of these bets. We find things and good trends and guys who tend to do well or better than other guys on these tracks, but it can happen to the best of the best. They can get caught up early. They can have issues. They can get caught up. And the other fun side of it is we can throw out some crazy, wild, long shots because any bet you can place this week has a chance. It, it does. It doesn't matter the odds. Now, obviously, some of the longer shot odds are longer shots for a reason. They're less likely, but it's possible for them to cash. We've seen it happen. And the way this NASCAR season has gone, I'm excited. I love going to super speedways. The racing is action-packed every single lap. It doesn't get boring. They're always in a pack. They're always racing hard. DFS is fun. <laughs> Don't be like me and watch it every lap because it changes so much. It's ridiculous, but it's fun to play. You can be super contrarian. You can build. There's endless possibilities of lineups. We'll talk about it more when we get to the DFS show, but I literally put all the driver numbers in my hat and have my daughter draw lineups for me 
and I've made a decent amount of money over the years doing that. It's a lot of fun. She loves when they go to super speedways because she gets to help. Uh, but you know, it it uh, it makes it exciting, and the bets the bets are fun because again, anything can happen, anything can hit. It changes ten times what you're hitting and what you're not hitting on any given lap. I love super speedway racing. I'm super pumped for this weekend at Talladega. This is your super speedway reminder that life is not always sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. There is a ton of frustration to be had at a track like this. But just like Cody said, man, there's a lot of fun to be had because we'll be cheering for drivers that we don't normally cheer for on a week-to-week basis and names that we don't necessarily get a chance to uh, to bring up. And we'll actually bring up a couple of those as we progress. But, uh, you know, Cody, I-, I think since we have all three series, I think it's time to start laying down some bets. What do you think? Let's get into it. I- I- I'm ready for these. Uh, I'm excited, man. I- this is going to be... Oh, man, it's going to be a fun week. So, yeah, we got all three series in action again, too. That's not something we've had a ton lately. The trucks have been really hit and miss, but... Uh, everybody but yeah, everybody in the uh, everybody in the playoffs, too, at this point. So that's that even makes yes. it better. Yeah, all three series are in the playoffs. Like, yeah. And that's a thing, too, again. Man, and we'll talk about it, especially when we get to the Cup Series side of things. But all these series, like, these guys are going to be racing harder because those stage points, you don't know what's going to happen in Stage 2, Stage 3. So you look at guys when you get to the Cup Series side of things... Christopher Bell and Alex Bowman are 29, 30 points below the cut line. If they could win stage one and stage two, that's 20 point swing. Then if they get caught up in a wreck or something, those points could come big time in handy goes for all three series. Uh, I believe Noah Gragson is the only one in all three series. that's punches ticket to the next round. I guess I'd have to check on the trucks. I don't know where they're at. Oh yeah. Duh, I guess uh, Majeski's already clinched into the final four there. So, Majeski and Gragson are the only two this weekend who have nothing to worry about. Everybody else is racing for something. And all these guys who aren't racing for playoff points can win at this track, no matter who they are. So it's going to be a fun one. It is. Uh, It's going to start off with the Chevy Silverado 250. Just looking back, Cody, on who's won on this track. This This is why it's difficult to handicap a track like this. Tate Fulgerman in 2021 Raphael Lassard in 2020 Spencer Boyd in 2019 Timothy Peters in 2018 Cody what so yeah uh (laughs) we're not going off the past track performance here because most of these guys aren't even on the track to start but uh yeah how much fun that's gonna be so Cody why don't you give us some names that are actually gonna be on the track this this week yeah well I'm just gonna uh right out of the gate you're gonna go go swing for the fences I got two different guys here to finish in the top five. Both of them are 50 to one. Timmy Hill, he's going to be in the numbers 56. uh, So he's 50 to one. His brother, Tyler, in the same truck last year, finished second in this race. So already we know the truck is capable of finishing in the top five. He finished 14th at Daytona. That's a great finish. Again, this is is, Timmy Hill, a guy that's been around a long, long time. This is a a family-owned team which is what we see win a lot of races like this because they literally foot the bill themselves. So they know how much it costs to wreck these. They know how to play it safe. And they are so good at playing it safe and staying out of the way, staying out of the chaos until the end. And then they're there. And once you're there at the end, anything can happen. It opens up the possibilities. Um, so again, he, he finished. Yeah, Tyler finished second in this truck last year at this track. Uh, Timmy finished 14th in Daytona. 22nd in Atlanta. Again, not super great finishes. No, but he survived it. He was still running at the end. 
And that's all we're asking for. It's a 50 to one bet. Of course, no, he's not going to be the fastest truck out there. He's not going to lead all the laps to Talladega and win, but he's a guy who can put himself in position to have a chance to be there at the end. You don't even need him to win this. Just be in the top five, which is very, very doable for Timmy Hill. Spencer Boyd is the other guy I have top five, also 50 to one finished seventh in this race last year. So he was two spots away from the top five at 50 to one. He finished 11th at Daytona. Again, that's only six spots away. Six spots at a super speedway is nothing. That changes in 0.2 seconds on any given lap. So it can happen. Uh, he was 20th at Atlanta. Again, finished the race, made it to the end. Oh, yeah, he won this race in 2019. So he, he's done it here before. Again, you don't even need him to win. Just a top five for Spencer Boyd, 50 to one. I mean, if you hit either one of these guys at 50 to one, it doesn't matter what you bet the rest of the weekend. You probably got it covered at this point. So these are guys who, again, they're long shots. And that's, I mean, the truck series, it was tough to really find some some real some good value in this series with the with the options that we have. There's there's a head to head that actually we both landed on, so I feel better about that one now. But uh not a not a ton of head to head options that are really that sexy. And again, when you're kind of getting minus one fifteen on either side. When it's so up and down at a track like this, it's harder to take those kind of bets unless you really feel good about a guy um, and stuff. So these are fun ones, 50 to 1. They're long shots, but they have a legit chance. And again, the Spencer Boyd one hit two years ago, or yeah, three years ago when he won in 2019. The Timmy Hill one, Tyler in this truck, did it last year. So these guys are its very capable of doing it. And at 50 to 1, I love the odds I found on these. Well, I love it too because, like you said, those are those are long shots for a reason. But they hit. You're eating steak uh, for the rest of the weekend for sure. And again, yeah, Boyd Spencer put it in the in victory lane a couple of years ago. So he was one of those names that you're like, who and where and why. So I don't mind taking them as a top five. My top five pick is not quite as long of a shot as yours. It'll still be fun to hopefully watch it pan out. I wanted to cheer for my favorite Canadian. Uh, who is actually a Canadian this weekend. So I'm going to take Stuart Friesen as a top five truck. It's it's coming in at plus 150, so it's not, again, it's not like a barn burning 50 to one. But at the very least, I think he has an uh, opportunity to do it just because of the fact that this is uh, the Talladega Super Speedway and just as ridiculous. Um, Friesen, off and on, good over the last few races. He did have a pretty decent stretch where he was uh, at least top five in what was it? One, two, three, four, four of six races there between uh, Gateway and Pocono. He was a fourth place at IRP, 11th at Richmond, seventh at Bristol. He managed to outlast the madness there at Bristol for for seventh place. So, you know, he's got a fast truck. We've known this time and time again. We, we've seen him do great things on the track. It's just all sadly, the, the uh, finishes are falling short of what he's been actually running not that great of a history at Talladega in the truck series. Last couple races, he finished 17th and 22nd, but before that, 5th place, 6th place uh, in 2019 and 2018. So we know that he can get his truck up inside around the top five, at the very least, and inside the top five. So, you know, for Friesen, it's been a long, it's been a long season for Friesen. It's been a lot of ups, but then it's been almost just many downs for him. Overall, he's got seven top five finishes in 20 starts in the truck series, 11 top 10s. So at least in half of the races, he's around the top five. Uh, so I, I like his chances to, to find his way in it this week. Because again, there's going to be a lot of trucks fighting a lot of different battles 
and he needs to be in that mix if he wants to continue on as well. Yeah, I like this one for the odds you're getting it at. And I will say the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series tend to be less chaotic than the Cup Series race at the Super Speedways. Yes, they're still big ones. Yes, a lot of guys get caught up, but they don't have quite the chaos the Cup Series has usually. Generally, it's more of the bigger names at the top. Now, we obviously just listed off a ton of examples where it's not, but you can rely on these guys a little more. I mean, if you look at Atlanta, Corey Heim, Ben Rhodes, Ty Majeski, Chandler Smith, Zane Smith, Stuart Fries in the top six. So those are all, all big name guys. You go back to the Daytona race, Zane Smith won that one as well. Um, then you got Ben Rhodes, Christian Eckes, Tanner Gray, Parker Kligerman. Then you got a Jesse Little finishing in sixth there. So, you know, again, a lot more of the bigger names. But so when you're kind of going with the, the longer shot guys, you're rooting for more chaos, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But on a guy like Stuart Friesen, where you're getting him at the odds that you're getting him at, even though it's not super great, he's more reliable of a guy. You know he's going to be up front all day if he can just avoid the chaos, which he's a, a veteran driver. Again, leads more. this type of racing leads more to the veteran drivers, the guys who've been around and done it for a long time. And Stewart's one of those guys. He's a dirt guy. We, we can see him make crazy saves and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, so, so it leads more into being a racetrack for him. Uh, so, so I like this one as well, uh, with you. He's my favorite Canadian. <laughs> and he's actually from Canada. Unlike uh, <laughs> Sheldon Creed. I almost called him Stuart Creed, but whatever. <laughs> uh, okay. Moving on to my next one. This is the head to head that, uh, we both landed on, uh, and this, the battle of the Smith boys unrelated, but both are Smiths. We both like Zane Smith over Chandler Smith. Um, again, matchups were pretty tough this week. Um, but Zane Smith has just been super consistent at the super speedways this year alone. He won at Daytona fifth at Atlanta. So both races, he was right there in the mix at the end, obviously got a win in one of them. Uh, and then Chandler Smith, he did finish fourth at Atlanta and beat Zane by one spot, but 21st at Daytona, a little less reliable, I guess. Um, I didn't go back too much farther on either one, uh, than that, but, but of the, matchups there was this is the one that stood out to me the most i wouldn't dump your entire bankroll onto it because again anything can happen and easily zane could get caught up or you know chandler gets caught up early and you cash it early it could be a nice early cash so um i, I think you can make a case for either way on any head-to-head -head just based on that but uh we do both like the zane smith over the chandler smith side of this and really look my argument started with the fact that you go all the way back to charlotte for Zane Smith, right? Charlotte started a hell of a run for him. Well, look, Kansas, he won. Then at Fort Worth at Texas, he finished 32nd. But at Charlotte, 5th, Gateway, ninth, Sonoma, 2nd, Knoxville, 3rd, Nashville, 2nd, Mid-Ohio, 2nd, Pocono, 13th, eh, IRP, 3rd, Richmond, nine, Kansas, 4, Bristol, 2. It is hard to beat a guy who finishes 2nd unless you win the race, of which Chandler Smith has done that twice. Don't get me wrong. He beat him at Pocono. He beat him at Richmond. But other than that, you know, it, it's been Zane Smith on the right side of this matchup for the better part of two months now. So Zane Smith is running like a man on fire. Chandler Smith is two, but he has already had one not so great super speedway finish this year in 21st where Zane Smith took the checkered flag in that race too. So, you know, again, this is, this is just more of what Zane Smith's been doing lately versus the the talent of Chandler Smith. It's just Zane Smith has been putting together 
the complete package. And, you know, like you said, head-to-heads were hard to find in truck series this week. So, I mean, I, I took one where I think you're definitely going to bank. Even at minus 115, um, I still like this one. I, I'd still even take it even at minus 125, maybe even 130 if it had to go that far. But, um, yeah, I definitely like this head-to-head matchup. Yeah, agreed. I, I think we're we're both on this one, so that makes me feel even better about it. Uh, okay, jumping into winners. I'm going to give out a lot of winners this week. I, I do it a lot anyways, but this is the week. I mean, and like I know Ryan Kramer always talks about it on the big show, like when he's talking first touchdown bets for these uh, football games, the primetime football games and stuff, like take a unit, split it up four ways, divide it up however you want to, but this is the time where you just want to put a little bit here, a little bit there. If you have a guy that just jumps out to you that you think – I'll put a little on this and like, as the week goes on, I'm probably going to keep sprinkling a little bit here, a little bit there, because if a long shot guy wins, you want to at least have had some on a few long shots just in case you hit that guy. So um, I'm going to give out three for the truck series. I'm going to start with Ben Rhodes, 12 to one. He's my more favorite driver to win this uh, up the board, but not too high. He finished second at Daytona, second at Atlanta. I don't know if I need to go much farther into it than that. He's been second in both plate races the truck the trucks have only been on i know the cup and xfinity have been to a lot more quote-unquote plate tracks this year it's been a little less as they've just been to a daytona atlanta once um but yeah he's second in both races so again how much more do you need than that a 12 to 1 he's putting himself in position to be there and that's what you like he's obviously a good driver uh champion last year now he struggled a little bit lately but this is a great place to get things righted because, again, we talk about level playing field. Like, there isn't a more level playing field than a super speedway. You see it every year with all these guys are, are on the same thing, and it's more about what you can do with the cars around you, how you work together. If you don't get hung out to dry and stuff like that, then it is about your actual car because once you're in the draft, it doesn't matter what your car can do because everybody's car is doing what you're drafting with, so or truck or whatever. But Ben Rhodes, 12-1. to 1. Two second place finishes. We did this earlier in the year with Austin Hill where he had won at Daytona. He had gotten second at Atlanta. We got to Atlanta again, and he won again because he'd been up there and gotten those finishes a couple times. He proved that he could do it. So I'm going to do that with uh, Ben Rhodes. Parker Kligerman, every time this guy races, I almost just want to bet on him to win, and I probably have picked him every time he's he's raced because this team picks and chooses the races he's going to be in. Not only is he a guy that everybody loves to watch on NBC as a pit reporter and all the work he does there, but when he gets behind the car, he's just a lovable guy, but he also knows what he's doing and and he can race well and he does well at these types of tracks. He ran, I don't think he ran the Atlanta race earlier this season, but at Daytona, he finished fifth. Again, a guy that's a veteran knows, you know, he knows the cost that it's taken to, to bring this truck there and he knows he needs to bring it home in one piece if he can. He's not going to take those chances throughout the race. He's just going to put himself in position to be there at the end. And at 15 to one with a fifth place finish to Daytona, he's done well at super speedways before. Um, so I'm going to go with him. And then my long, long, long shot, 250 to one calling my shot here. Jordan Anderson, another guy. He owns this team. He owns an Xfinity team. He knows the cost. He knows, these guys just, they know, and we've seen it. We saw it with Fogelman last year. That's a, a family-owned team. We've seen it with Brandon Brown in the past, at Talladega. Like, these guys with these family-owned teams, they know this is their chance. Like, this is your chance to win. We just saw it with Jeremy Clements in the Xfinity Series in the, at Daytona. 
this is your chance to get these wins, your chance to be the top dog because week in and week out, you can't afford to compete with Dale Earnhardt Jr. You can't afford to compete with Joe Gibbs, but you can on these tracks. These guys are smart. They put themselves in position. Jordan Anderson <clears throat> finished 18th at the Atlanta race, 11th here last year. Again, there at the end, if you can finish 11th here last year, you can put yourself in position to win this race. At 250 to 1 for a guy who just finished 11th last year, are you kidding me? Like, there's so much value so far down the board. He's a guy who can put himself to be there at the end. Yes, you're probably going to need some chaos, but what better place to get chaos than Talladega, right? So 250 to 1 cannot pass up on something as juicy as Jordan Anderson to win this truck race. You probably did not wake up this morning thinking that you were going to be cheering for Jordan Anderson on Friday night, right? I mean, that's on Saturday night. You might not have even knew who he was, but you do now. Yeah, you were like, <laughs> wait a second. I, yeah, so Jordan Anderson is somebody you should cheer for. 250 to 1, that doesn't take a whole lot for you to have some fun with uh, as it happens. But I'm going to give you a not-so-long shot, long shot, because everybody's plus something out here. Plus 800 for Zane Smith to win this race. We talked about it. He won Daytona to start the season off. You know, he's had this ridiculous run of just insane finishes over the last few weeks. And it's not, it wouldn't be far-fetched for me to see him win this race again, put himself in the right position. You know, Zane Smith is, is running for a whole lot on the line right now. And, and, you know, like I said, we just talked about all the finishes that he's had in a row. He has not put his truck, in all the madness that's happened, in everything that we've seen shake out, in all three series, to be honest with you, but the truck races have had its fair share of chaos as well. He's managed to avoid a lot of that and continue to finish up in the top five in a lot of these races. And at a super speedway, that's all you got to do is put yourself in and around the top, keep yourself out of harm's way, which he did in Daytona, uh, to, to pull into the victory lane. So... I like him to do this again because look, he hasn't he hasn't won too many races since, and you know in in the past uh, few races. So I think he's due. I think he's overdue, and I think it's time for Zane Smith to win another Super Speedway race in 2022 and give you a plus 800 uh, victory. Yeah, and again, this is a good bet as well. So it's all fun and sexy to take the super long shots, of course, and they have the best chance of hitting here, but. Zane Smith, eight to one, you're not getting that for a guy like this on a week to week basis. Eight to one is twice as much as you're going to get him on a normal week basis. He's proven he can get it done. We just talked about it. He finished in the top couple in both of these races. I think he was in the top five or top six on both of them, winning in Daytona. So he can get it done. And you still, again, yes, sprinkle some long shots, have some long shots in there, but you still want to have a favorite guy or two because of the odds you're still getting him at. I mean, in the Cup Series, to the favorites to win are 12 to one. Like you never, ever, ever see that anywhere, but super speedways, there's still value there. And if Zane Smith can keep it clean, keep it out of trouble, he's one of the best drivers and one of the best cars. He's got a better chance than these other guys do to win. And if he can keep himself up there at eight to one, it's still great value on a guy like Zane Smith. Look, 20 starts, 17 top tens, 12 top fives, three wins, lots of top three finishes in that as well. So, yep, I like Zane Smith. I'm going to take him to win at plus 800 because, like Cody said, you're probably not going to get that any other track but at Talladega. Uh, all right, that is the truck race. Get out your pen and paper. It is time to go over the, the bets. 
Uh, Cody started out with Timmy Hill as a top five at plus 5,000. He gave you Spencer Boyd as a top five as well at the same price. I gave you Stuart Friesen, my favorite actual Canadian, as a top five at plus 150. Uh, Cody and I both agree that Zane Smith's going to finish over Chandler Smith at minus 115. And then Cody uh, just said, sprinkle something on everybody. Uh, to win. No, he gave you Ben Rhodes at plus 1,200, Parker Klingerman at plus 1,500, and your new favorite driver, Jordan Anderson, at 250 to 1, and then I gave you Zane Smith to win at plus 800. The Xfinity drivers are next when we come back from the break, but before we do, let me ask you, are you thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now's the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet, plus the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia with several more to come, I'm sure. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and start building a monster Parlay. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Look, if you've listened to this show long enough, you know that I barely speak English, so maybe I need to use the following sponsor to learn my English better, but... I am always disappointed that I never took the time to learn how to speak Spanish properly because my grandma tried to teach me and I told her no. So I wish that I could go back and tell my five-year-old self to stop it. But I don't have to really do that because now I can just turn to Babbel to help me learn how to speak Spanish. Maybe there's a a language that you wish that you would have learned and take the time to learn. But now it's not too late to start because Babbel is the language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that language off your to-do list. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having a real-life conversation in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps, (laughs) they use AI for their lesson plans. But Babbel lessons were created by over one. 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers. You're not getting a robotic voice trying to teach you how to speak another language. Their teaching methodism is scientifically proven to be effective and with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages including Spanish, French, Italian, German, plus Babbel speech recognition technology helps you to improve your punctuation or your pronunciation. Maybe I still need Babbel and accent. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel right now. Get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform today. Pick, play Pick'em contest versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Go download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player props over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Spoiler alert. 
be listening tomorrow. You may hear something. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com. Download the app and get a first deposit match up to $25. PromoGuy.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. They've got daily updates on odds boost and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. And they've got a VIP Discord that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I gotta say, We've been looking at their daily promo updates, and they're some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you're missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of it all, Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% track, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter make sure you check out promoguy.us i give out a lot of stats on a week-to-week basis i gotta tell you it's hard when you got a million tabs open to try to keep track of all of those and have your computer keep up with all of those tabs well that day all those days are behind me because i have now discovered oddstrader.com what is odds trader it's a place to compare odds from all the major sports books plus you can compare the different signup codes and promotions from sportsbook to get the best deal you get player stats key game statistics injury reports projected game day weather it's going to make you the most informed better in the universe bet tracker also helps you keep track of all your games and betting activity get handicapping play-by-play updates live scores and bet tracking player statistics key game statistics Literally, it's all right there for you. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all of your game day bets. All right, Cody, it is time to turn to the Xfinity Series for the Sparks 300 at the Talladega Super Speedway in Talladega, Alabama. Uh, This is going to be... Again, just another one of those races where you have to hold on tight. 113 laps, 300 miles uh, for this race. Look, man, Noah Gragson's been on a tear. Let's let's not bury the lead here. So bet on him accordingly. Uh, but, I, but I'm noticing a, a little something in your first bet there, Cody, about the four-time winner in a row. Okay, I love Noah Gragson. Okay, four in a row, absolutely amazing. First person to do it's on Sam Hard in... Uh, in 1983 in the Xfinity series. That's all wonderful and great five in a row. I don't even know if it's ever been done, but I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. It's, it's got to run out eventually, right? The luck Gregson great on super speedways. I'm not going to take that away from him. So I picked Austin Hill over Noah Gregson, a plus 100. The main reason I'm taking this head to head is it's a plus 100. As good as Gregson is at super speedways, and if he comes out and wins this race, am I going to be surprised? Absolutely not. One of the favorites to win here. Of course, he's always good here. But Austin Hill this year won at Daytona. He was second at Atlanta, and he was second, or he won the second Atlanta race. So three super speedway races this year, three top two finishes, two of them are wins. So you're going to tell me you can get a guy like that head to head against anybody at plus money. I'm going to take it no matter what the other guy's done. Gregson's got great super speedway stats as well, but you're getting plus money. And again, I mean, anything can happen in this race. So Gregson gets caught up early. You cash a plus money bet just like that without it even coming down to the end. 
So would I be surprised if Gregson beats Hill? No, I'm not going to be surprised if anybody beats anybody this weekend. We already talked about that. But Hill, so consistent on these super speedways. He's had a great season this year in the Xfinity Series. And again, one of these guys who just knows how there's, – there's just certain guys that know what they're doing on super speedways and are super good at manipulating the traffic, throwing the blocks, timing things correctly. I don't think it's going to stop for Hill now. So plus money in a head-to-head, it's a no-brainer for me. I'll take him over Noah Gregson at plus 100. The recency bias is a little insane. I mean, I get it. I know. Look, man, four races in a row is is nothing to sneeze at. But like Cody said, it's it's got to run out at some point, right? Of course, we said that two races ago, and he went on to win two more. So what the hell do we know? But at the same time, I mean, look, you're right. This is a, a situation where, you know, it's at super speedway. So all it takes is for somebody to, to give that nine car a little too much of a push and send him spinning out into the rest of the field and and it's over for him so um like like you said at the beginning of this you're just taking bets that you think are gonna have some fun with and and maybe cash a little bit along the way as well but i do like austin hill again that was one that i was kind of looking for an angle on as well because he does have good stats like you had said on on these super speedway races um so i'm glad you took this this uh, head-to-head especially at plus money all right i'm gonna take one also that uh, that I like, and that's AJ Allmendinger over Trevor Bain, who was actually in this race. Uh, you're thinking to yourself, well, who? Wait, I don't know who this is because we don't see his name on a daily uh, basis. But look, Trevor Bain, obviously he does drive in the Xfinity Series, and he has taken the track at this track before, but not since 2014. That's the last time that he's driven on this track as an Xfinity driver. He drove for Roush. Uh, in in three of those races, he got he actually drove for Waltrip in 2010. He drove the 99 car in the Xfinity Series uh, back in 2010. Finished 13th there. 2011 he finished sixth. 2013 he finished uh, tenth. Uh, uh, sorry, 28th, and then 2014 he finished tenth. So Trevor Bain, not necessarily somebody that has been uh, on this track in a very long time. And look, I'm gonna I'm not gonna say that it's like riding a bike. But for the love of God, folks, I mean, when you get on the super speedway, it's, it's not like riding a bike. In fact, he didn't even race in Daytona this season, did Trevor Bain. He's been in a in bunch of races, uh, this a handful of races, actually. All good finishes, I'll tell you that. Fontana, third place. Phoenix, fourth place. 28th at Atlanta, which is what we always say is a comparable super speedway. Uh, ninth in Charlotte, second in Nashville, second in Loudoun. So, you know respectable finishes obviously when he's been in this in this series and in this race but we're talking super speedway racing and we're talking AJ Allmendinger who's a full-time driver in this series who was the point leader who is a playoff driver they're not going to want to finish behind a guy like Trevor Bain in this race so um give me AJ Allmendinger at minus 115 over Trevor Bain yeah I love this one as well Bain scares me he's He's run well in his starts this season for Gibbs, and that's all good and great. But he, for some reason, thinks that just because he used to be a race car driver, he can suddenly be one again. And and he he's spending all this money to ride in Joe Gibbs' car and, and wants to prove to everybody he can still do it. I think he's going to be pushing too hard, and I think it's going to cost him at some point. We've talked about these college cars and how good they are at super speedways, how well they work together. AJ, always part of that. How many times... Has he been leading in the last two laps and not one at a super speedway, but he gets a top five finish. 
We talk about it week in and week out. AJ's consistent finisher everywhere. Super speedways are no different. He's always finishing well at super speedways. He's always there in the mix at the end. Can't quite seem to get the win just yet, but uh, but he's always there. And so I like that. And again, Bain just scares me. Yes, he's the youngest Daytona 500 winner ever. He's done it before on a super speedway. That was how many years ago? So I'm not really going to factor that in. He's not in a race car that much anymore. You talked about it. I mean, he was retired before he suddenly came back out of nowhere this year for whatever reason. And, and he's on this big, I want to prove to everybody I can still do it thing. That's all good and well. But I think that's going to lead him to be overly aggressive, going to lead to mistakes. And I don't see Trevor Bain finishing this race. And look, man, AJ Allmendinger, we talked about this ridiculous string of top tens finishes that he's been on, and he and he did it again. I mean, the last time at, at uh, Texas, a fourth place finish at Texas. Fourth, sixth, sixth, third, third, second, seventh, first. Trevor's going to have to come out and win this race if he wants to beat AJ Allmendinger in a head-to-head. So I feel comfortable with taking this one. Yep, agreed. Um. Okay, so, man, there's, like, no top 10 lines for Xfinity. Top fives are kind of bleh. So I found myself a top three that I like in the Xfinity series. Uh, Brandon Brown, to finish top three, is 10 to 1. Brown, I'm trying to see. is he? I think he's in the 68 car this weekend, isn't he? Where's the entry list? Sorry, I should I should probably know this, but it doesn't matter what car he's in because he's going to do well anyways. But Brandon Brown, always good at super speedways. One of these guys you just cannot count out week in and week out. He is back in the 68 car. He won this race in the 68 car. Again, (laughs) going to notice a theme here. A team-owned car, even though he said he doesn't own this team that's called Brandon Built Motorsports, driven by Brandon Brown. His dad apparently owns it. I don't know. Either way, it's a family-owned car. He's putting the bill along with his dad. He knows what it's like. They just announced this week he's not going to be racing in that car next year. They've There's been, I think everybody at this point knows the deal with the Let's Go Brandon thing. That all sparked from his win. Sponsorship issues. We're not going to get into all that and whatever, but he's not going to be back in this car next year. It, it, they cannot afford to keep him in here, and they're basically selling the car to people who can bring in sponsorships. So a good run is going to mean everything for this team at this track he's done it here before he just won here in 2021 um he finished seventh here in the other race in 2021 he was ninth and 11th in 2020 so he's a guy who can get to the end of these races and be in the mix you don't even need him to win just get a top three at 10 to 1 now if you're going to bet him at at that i I would suggest you probably take a little bit on him to win at 40 to 1 as well so we'll go ahead and toss that out there as a little bonus but 10 to 1 for a top three I think it's very, very doable for a guy who, I mean, this is kind of his last chance to shine in this car that he doesn't own that he owns because he's not going to be in it next year. He he might be in some other rides. We've seen now he's kind of bounced around with some of these cheaper rides, whatever, but this is his chance, last chance in that car and that team. And I think we're going to see a good performance from Brandon Brown this weekend. I like it. That was another name that was kind of intriguing to me as well. I was trying to find a good angle for that, so I'm glad that you posted that as well. Because, like I said, uh, when I was going through, uh, that name kind of jumped out at me a couple times, and I thought, hmm, where can I find a good a good line on him? Like you said, it's a little difficult finding lines uh, in the in this Xfinity race. So um, when it's tough, because again, if you remember a few weeks ago at Daytona, that's where the guy won the million dollars off the thirteen dollar bet. 
And so all the books asses got really tight and they're like, Oh shit, we can't let that happen. So I doubt you're going to be able to parlay top tens this week. I haven't tried it yet, but if you can sprinkle a few long shots in there, work for that guy. Okay. <laughs> Is that going to happen again? Most likely no, but might be worth a try because it obviously it worked once, but it did. It has led to the books definitely tightening up. Now, we found a ton of value when we get to the cup series side of thing. I'm sad that I'm limited to do as many bets as I'm limited to for the show. Hit me up outside the show. If you want to see my vast array of other bets, because there's going to be a lot placed this weekend. There's just so many juicy long shot things, but it did make it tougher, especially in the truck and Xfinity series. They're just not giving us as many options as they have before, because I think they're scared of losing their ass like they did at Daytona. Find Cody on your local street corner in a trench coat, open it up saying, Hey, you want some bets? Come here, come here, you want some bets? Uh, <laughs> that's scary. Look at it. I, I, so much that I even had to, yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to set up my By next By the one. way, just for the record, I know there's no video of this, but Rod is wearing a hoodie that's zip, unzipped right now, and he was literally holding it out like a trench coat, like he was actually selling the bets. So that, that makes it even more funny. Like you want a Rolex? Uh, all right, I'm going to set up my next bet before we get flagged. For, uh, for whatever in podcast. All right. Uh, the full the full fade Hemrick train continues to roll as I will take Riley Herbst one more time over Daniel Hemrick. I don't know why they keep giving me this head-to-head, but for God's sakes, it's going to continue to cash. I'm going to keep taking it. It's minus 115. It's not even really juiced all that much. But, I mean, we've talked about it before. We're in full uh, fade. Uh, and when we're in full fade mode, you should probably just stick with us because we've definitely done well in full fade modes. And right now we're in full fade of Daniel Hemrick. Last week at Texas, 30th. Crashed out of that one. But Bristol, 20th. Kansas, 15th. Darlington, 13th. Daytona, 19th. Watkins Glen, 31st. I don't even want to go back anymore. Here's Riley Herbst's last uh, few races. 5th. Oh, 5th. 16th. 34th. Man, 15th, 7th, 9th, 6th, 12th. Like, okay. It's just going to happen where Riley Herbst is going to finish uh, better than uh, Daniel Hemrick. And in Daytona, Herbst finished fourth. Hemrick finished 28th after starting on the pole. So, you know, it's just not been all that great for Hemrick at all. In fact, in Atlanta, Hemrick finished 35th. Uh, where did Riley Herbst finish? Oh, look, fourth. So, I mean, look, at minus 115, this is one of those ones that it should be juiced more toward like the 150 or even 160 range, not not 115. So you're getting ridiculous value on a bet that is definitely going to hit, even at a super speedway. I mean, again, we've seen Herps be able to take care of his car enough to, to finish in the vicinity of, of a good finish, whereas Hemrick, I don't know, maybe it is the championship hangover, maybe it's just him you know, figuring that he has, he's playing with house money because he already won a championship and he can get a ride next year. He hasn't proven it so far. So I'm going to continue to fade Daniel or uh, yeah, Daniel Hemrick over Riley Herp or Riley Herps over Daniel Hemrick. That's it. Yeah, no, I love this one. Again, we faded Hemrick week in and week out. It's paid off big time this year. He gets a lot of respect for being the champion last year, which is great and fine. He's in a different car, a worse car, not performing well. Now, Colleg does extremely good on super speedways. We saw Justin Haley win like eight in a row in Colleg cars on super speedways. Just talked about AJ Allmendinger doing well there. Landon Castle's always done well there. Jeb Burton's always done well there. Uh, Daniel Hemrick has not done well in Colleg cars on super speedways. 28th at Daytona, 
35th at Atlanta, 34th at Talladega. No, he did get fifth at the second Atlanta race. whoop de doo 19th at the other Daytona race. So as good as Colic has been on super speedways, that's not transferred to the Daniel Hemrick camp. He's not done well there. There's no reason to stop the fate of him this week. I This is one of the head-to-heads that really jumped out to me and I really like. I didn't pick it, but I'm glad you did because I fully back this one and I'm all about fading Daniel Hemrick week in and week out. Doesn't change on a super speedway. Amen. Uh, all right, let's pick some winners, Cody. Let's pick some winners again, splitting it up, spreading it out. Austin Hill already made my case for him. He won for us. I think he was 10 to one when we hit him at Atlanta, when he won that second race there. I love it. He's good. He's good. He's good. Uh, struggled a little bit here at Talladega earlier in the season. Um, didn't get as good of a finish, but I'm not so concerned about that. Again, he's done well at most of the track, most of the super speedways this week, this year. And if he can keep it clean, avoid the mess, you know, he's going to be there in the mix eight to one, a little shorter. Uh, I mean, we got the guy at 15 to one last week and he almost won for us. Not often you see a guy's odds go from so far to, to down, but that shows you how good of a super speedway racer he is. Weekend or weekend and week out when it comes to the super speedways, he's always in the mix. He's always good, performs well. Parker Kligerman, yes, picked him to win the truck race, picking him to win the Xfinity Series race. He's doing double duty, and I love this guy. Um, something I didn't mention when I talked about him in the trucks, he won the truck race here in 2017. He can get it done. He's done it before. I don't even know what car he's in. I don't care what car he's in. He's going to keep it clean. He's going to be there at the end. He's going to be in the mix. He's 15 to 1 to win the Truck Series race. He's 25 to 1 to win the Xfinity Series race. Uh, again, he's just a guy that you cannot count out no matter what, no matter when. He's very picky and choosy about which races he's in, which cars, you know, which which times they start him. And he's actually he's in the 48, the the big machine racing car, which we've seen have a pretty decent season. I believe they have an alliance with RCR helping set up those cars. That's a good enough car that I'm not concerned about. And again, it doesn't really matter. We we saw Rick Ware cars finish in the top five at Daytona in the Cup Series race. Like that right there tells you all you need to know. Like, so he's still, he's in a decent car anyways. So no reason he can't do well here. Um, and, and again, he's got the track record on super speedways, got the track record. Anytime he gets in a car, it's well calculated, well thought out. That's how he's going to race. If chaos happens, he's able to avoid it. He can be there at the end. 25 to 1, I win that. My long shot dart throw, not not quite as sexy of odds as the uh, as the truck series, but at, what is this, 100 to 1 plus 10,000 for Jeffrey Earnhardt. Now, the story was great back at the early Talladega race earlier this season. He was in the number three car for Richard Childress Racing. We had money on him. So close. He finished second. He was almost there at the end. Uh, this week he is in the 53 uh, car, Emerling Gase car. That car definitely not as sexy as a Richard Childress car. But again, I wouldn't expect him. I believe in that Talladega race earlier this season, he was kind of up front all day long, not expecting that from him. But his grandpa's still Dale Earnhardt. His uncle, whatever, yeah, uncle, still Dale Earnhardt Jr., two of the greatest super speedway racers ever. Something runs in that Earnhardt blood. They know how to do it. Is it likely he's going to win? No, that's why he's 100 to 1. But is he good enough that if there's chaos and he's able to survive it, he can put himself in the front and block and make the right moves to win this race? Absolutely. We saw it with a second place finish here earlier this year. 
Again, this car is different, but that doesn't matter to me. It's If he can find a way to keep it clean, keep it in the draft, stay out of the way, and just put himself in the end, in there at the end, he's an Earnhardt in the end of the day, and he can get it done. What a story would it be to see an Earnhardt in victory lane at Talladega. The story is there, too. It's going to be great. You don't want to miss out betting that when it's a story that good. So you might as well at 100 to 1, Jeffrey Earnhardt to win at Talladega. Love it. Love it. Love it. Three good names to put on your card. Uh, I'll give you at 10 to 1, way not sexy as uh, as any of Cody's picks, but Josh Berry to win this race. It's not... It's not for lack of, I mean, it is for lack of stats, to be honest with you. Like, it just, at super speedways, it's not the greatest feeling in the world to put on Josh Berry, but he's had four good finishes in a row. Six of uh, his last seven actually have been top 10 finishes in this season. You know, he's he's had, what, 17 top 10 finishes and 27 starts, nine top fives. He's got the two wins. So it's not as if Josh Berry is not a bad uh, or not a good driver. He's a good driver. It's just for whatever reason, since uh, what Charlotte of earlier this year, he hasn't been able to put it in victory lane. Well, he hangs around the front and we talk about that's exactly what you need to do at a super speedway is just keep yourself around the front. So lately he's been able to do that. Yeah, he wasn't able to do it in Daytona. I, I get that. But that was the first race of the year. That was all the jitters. That was all kinds of craziness. He had trouble in Atlanta where he crashed out, so bad luck there. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I have this feeling that it's Josh Berry time. Like, I don't I don't really know what it is. I can't back it up a whole lot. But I did like the 10-to-1 aspect of Josh Berry because, like, I, like we said, he's around the front quite a bit. On this track, not bad. A couple of uh, top 10 finish in ninth place he finished in 2021. Earlier uh, this year, he finished in 11th, so... Again, right around the front, basically just put himself where he needed to be, and uh, and a couple things shake differently. He could have actually been uh, the winner. He did lead five uh, laps in this race too, so or in on this track, anyways. So, like I said, it's not necessarily out of the realm of possibility. We said anything can happen, and I don't know much more of of. A, I have a gut feeling, you know. Sometimes, Cody, we just have those gut feelings where you think somebody's going to do good, and I I think. It's time for Josh Berry to shine again. Hey, no bet is a bad bet at a track like this. Sometimes you got to go with your gut. If that's the guy you're on, that's the guy you're on. Stats aren't necessarily there, but it doesn't necessarily matter here. Again, survive and be there at the end. He's a veteran driver. Yes, this is his first full-time series in the Xfinity or full-time season in the Xfinity series. Yes, he doesn't necessarily have a ton of uh super speedway racing but he's a big eye racer guy you know he's been working on the simulator i myself am a pretty good super speedway racer uh and i racing i just want to throw that out there so obviously anybody can do that uh but josh barry i mean he's, he's still one of the better drivers in the series i don't have a ton of love for him this weekend but again no bet is a bad bet you're not going to see odds like this on barry very often and his odds are this short for a reason he's he's good and he can get it done in a place like this so i fully endorse that as well beautiful beautiful uh, all right get your pen and paper out we'll go over the xfinity bets for you cody started this out with brandon brown as a top three and uh he also threw in there he's a 40 to one to win as well so if you want to sprinkle a little something on that uh but brandon brown top three at plus one thousand 
I gave you a full fade of Daniel Hemrick. I'm picking Riley Herps over Hemrick at minus 115. Cody is giving you uh, Austin Hill at plus 800 and Klingerman at plus 250 and Earnhardt. Uh, oh, wait, I skipped over one, didn't I? <clears throat> to win. Those are all of his winners. Uh, Hill, Klingerman, and Earnhardt, uh, respectively. I gave you Josh Berry to win. Uh, but we actually had Austin Hill over Noah Gragson uh, at plus 100. And I gave you A.J. Allmendinger over Trevor Bain at minus 115. So when we come back, we'll break down the Yellowwood 500 at the Talladega Motor Speedway, Super Speedway. God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disrespect you, Talladega. My bad. Fine. Let me hurry up and get to a commercial before I really trip it out. Did you know that the best days of the week are actually Monday and Thursday and, of course, Sunday? Why? Because it's NFL season. It's our favorite time of year. And whether you're into fantasy leagues, betting on your team, or just talking highlights around the water cooler, the NFL season just got a lot better. Thanks to the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. The Elias Game Plan is the only sports app for the most trusted name in sports stats. That's the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports Leagues. Elias Game Plan is full of information and insights provided by their renowned research team, which means they constantly give you information that's up to date and that you can trust the app also gives you everything you need this season to get a competitive edge you get league validated team and player news and stats head-to-head team comparisons ahead of their matchups along with elias key insights from the elias statisticians including injury impact analysis and expert game analysis which can give you an advantage in betting picking your fantasy lineups or showing off your knowledge because let's face it that's what's most important and elias game plan is releasing new features all the time like their chat function which allows you to talk directly with their researchers we throw out a ton of numbers here on the sgpn because we want you to know that all of our strategy is backed by numbers not just how we feel okay sometimes it's how we feel right i just gave you a gut but it was backed by some numbers but the elias game plan app would have given me way more numbers to give you and that's what we're trying to do for you so if elevate your nfl season today download the elias game plan app that's e-l-i-a-s and now we got a special offer for you when you subscribe get 15 percent off your annual subscription but only if you use our promo code sgpn15 find elias game plan sports betting in the app store or play store today use our promo code sgpn15 if you watch football you need fubo tv fubo tv gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with nfl red zone plus games and 4k at no extra charge over a hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable watch on all your devices never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the cloud-based dvr included plus no contract no commitment and you can cancel at any time right now you can try fubo tv free for seven days and get 15 percent off your first month just go to fubo tv.com slash sgp that's fubo tv.com slash sgp Racing at Talladega continues on Sunday with the Yellowwood 500. Yes, at the Talladega Super Speedway. Thank you very much. Uh, that is that is where they are at. Made famous by Ricky Bobby and his his uh, shenanigans at the Talladega Super Speedway, where I don't know you can't win that race by uh, racing across it on on your foot and diving toward it, but. Um, after 188 laps, after what we've seen over the last few weeks, I would not count that out. Yeah, and I mean, after the chaos we saw at Daytona, that might be the only way to finish the race, you know? 
It's a, there might not be any cars left running. Who knows? They're going to have to go to the parking lot and grab whatever rental car they've got and try to finish it that way. I don't know if NASCAR will allow it, but I'd sure love to see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. 188 laps. Like I said, 500 miles of nose to tail draft racing. Uh, man, I, I can't even imagine what kind of uh, nuttiness we're in for this, this weekend, but we're going to have money on it, right? That's why we're here. I mean, and again, we talked about it. Anything can happen. Everything can happen. The Everything is going to be so ramped up this weekend. They're going to be fighting. End of stages, I would expect Rex at the end of stages. You're going to see guys like a Denny Hamlin that just pull out and fall way back all of a sudden because he wants to stay out of the shit. This is, oh, is going to be a fun race to live bet. Gosh, I just realized that. I cannot wait. If somebody gets spun out or wrecked and – and they're okay, they're a couple laps down, and they're still a fast car, and their car is good enough, might, might want to watch. I, I would be in the Discord because I'm going to be dropping some live bets during this race. Uh, just a little little teaser for you looking ahead. But, man, I'm excited for this one. It's going to be fun. We've seen all the different winners. We're already at 19 different winners for the season. What's going to stop a 20th different winner? We almost know it's not going to be a playoff guy that wins this race, right, Rod? It can't be. <laughs> so Again, at the rate we're, uh, we're going – <laughs> I think it's going to be uh, uh, the the Frenchman that's going to end up winning this game, this uh, race. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, should we jump into it? Absolutely, hit I it. Got, I got a lot here. I uh, Rod only gives me so many boxes in the documents, so I just <laughs> uh, you know pump pump everything up a little bit. But uh, my first one, I got two guy again. Top ten odds just shot to shit this weekend because of what happened to Daytona, but that's okay. Still uh, still found some value here. I'm going to start with uh, Landon Castle. A top 10 is plus 1,200. And I'm also going to give out Cody Ware as a top 10 at plus 1,200. Hopefully Ware is racing this weekend. Um, I, I know he did say today that he has some ankle swelling and, and bruising and stuff. Again, just a gnarly, nasty hit that he took at, at Texas last weekend. Luckily, seems like he is okay. Hopefully, he's going to be out there. But I like both of these drivers uh, to finish in the top 10. You go back just to the most recent race, Landon Castle finished fourth at Daytona. That's a top 10, obviously. Cody Ware, sixth at Daytona, also a top 10. Uh, these are two guys that – and ooh, I don't know if you saw Joey Logano's comments this week. Really annoyed me. He, he made a comment about how super speedway racing isn't racing, and these guys who don't do anything and hang out at the back – get get these good results and finishes from it and it that really bothered me because does joey know that he's allowed to do the same thing if he wants to like if that's the best way to do it shouldn't you do it that way joey but instead he's always the super aggressive guy getting wrecked at the front of the field so maybe you shouldn't do that i don't know just a thought but anyways <laughs> uh i like these guys that are being smart about it hanging out in the back avoiding the chaos look we're expecting this to be a chaotic race there's also a hurricane that's headed toward Florida right now. There could be some repercussions into Alabama for this. Right now, the forecast is only showing Saturday maybe some rain, so hopefully not. Talladega does not have lights. It's an over two-mile-long track. You know how long it takes to dry that track? A long fucking time. We saw it last year. Bubba Wallace won a rain-shortened race here. Same scenario. Once it starts to rain, you're short on time. You're losing – I mean – 
it's going to be hard to get the track back and be able to get going. So if there's any rain in the area, like last year, that's what we saw happen. They were told rain is going to be here any minute, and they started racing balls to the wall. Bubba got in the lead. There was a huge wreck behind him. By the time the wreck was cleaned up, it was raining too hard to continue. If these guys know there's rain, they're going to go for it. End of these stages, they're going to go for it. So I'm looking for the guys that aren't worried about stage racing, that are just worried about getting to the end and getting a solid finish, that are smart and know how to navigate this. Those are guys like Landon Castle. Those are guys like Cody Ware. So top 10s plus 1,200. Not the most sexy bet out there. I'm not going to put a ton on it, but a little bit on them here and there I think could work. I'm also going to take Landon Castle as a top Chevy. 80 to 1, that's just crazy. I, I mean, there is a very good chance. Now, in Daytona, he finished fourth, and he was the third Chevy in line. Yes, Austin Dillon Austin, or, uh, and Tyler Reddick finished ahead of him. But, again, if you're losing, and there's a lot of Chevys in the field, it's a lot different than Toyota. You're not getting odds like this on Toyota where there's only six of them. But he's a guy who can survive, be there at the end. He could get a top five or a top ten and easily be the top Chevy. I think it was, was it the Daytona 500 we saw the top Chevy finish in like ninth place, I believe it was. Um, and so it just, again, with these these races, yeah, Chase Elliott, 10th place was the top Chevy at Daytona. So at 80 to 1, you're getting a guy like Landon Castle that survives everything and finishes 10th, 11th, 12th place, and he's the best Chevy. That's a hell of a deal there. And again, it's just it's these long shots. You got to take a little stab here and there. I know it when I did this Daytona race, I had Landon Castle a top three. If it would have, they would have ended it under the rain. I would have had Austin Dillon thirty to one, and the Landon Castle was like, I think it was something like eighty to one or something like that for the top three, which would have been really nice. Um, but this one just a top ten again. If we get the chaos, we think we're going to get. If he avoids it and just gets there at the end, we know these Spire cars, uh, Castle Lejoy, they're told Lejoy and his podcast isn't out for this week, but he'll say on the podcast, he'll be like, yeah, they, you know, we're not going for it this weekend. Like we're just trying to get it clean, get to the end, get a solid finish. That's what these guys are doing, but that results in them getting these good finishes. And so I like both these guys, top tens at 12 to one, throw in the castle top Chevy at 80 to one, little, little sprinkle on that one. Indeed. You got one more in there, right? Cody Ware? I think, yeah. Co yeah. Cody Ware. I mean, basically everything I just said with Landon, Landon Castle. Also a top 10, 12 to 1. Uh, again, he, he did it at Daytona with the sixth place finish there. Um, I was looking back to uh, the other Talladega race. I don't remember where these guys finished. But again, I, I mean, it's, it's the same analysis of these guys are going to keep it safe. They're going to keep it smart. Cody Ware races for Rick Ware Racing. Guess who owns Rick Ware Racing? Cody Ware's dad. So it's a family team. He knows the costs. He knows it's coming out of his inheritance if he wrecks it like he did last week. So look for him to not do that. But uh, yeah, again, I, these are just two guys, and Cody Ware is one of those guys as well. You know, we kind of dog on him a little bit here and there because he doesn't always have the greatest cars, and he's kind of in the way sometimes and stuff. But he can get these solid, good finishes and we've seen it from him time and time again. And if he can just avoid the chaos, he can be there at the end. A top 10, easy for him to do. 12 to 1. Uh, I'm going to take him as well. All right. Uh, I'm going to move over to mine where I'm giving you Christi, or Christi, Christopher Bell over Kristen Bell. No, I'm not giving you Anna from, uh, uh, you know, uh, from Frozen. I'm giving you Christopher Bell over Austin Cindric here. 
at minus 105. Uh, look, I mean, I, I get it. I get that Cindric won the Daytona 500. That, that was a fun story. That was a cute little thing that went on. But the truth of the matter is he's still a rookie, and Christopher Bell has a lot more to race for than does Austin Sendrick here in this. And all you got to do is go back to earlier this season at Talladega. Yeah, okay, Austin Sendrick finished one place above Christopher Bell. Sendrick 21st, Christopher Bell 22nd. But lest we forget, Bell started on the pole in that race as well. And Christopher Bell also has a longer track record here at Talladega where he's had a fifth place finish before that 22nd debacle. 17th in 2021, of course, I, I'll kind of rule out 2020 where he had a 39th finish in a crash and then a 29th before that. But just look at the last few races between these guys uh, head-to-head. Austin Sindrick at Texas, 15th. Bristol, 20th. Kansas, 12th. Darlington, 16th. Yay, third at Daytona, but of course that was Daytona, and we know what happened there. 13th at Watkins Glen, 12th uh, at Richmond. What happened for uh, Christopher Bell? Well, unfortunately at Texas last week, he was in the melee. He was part of that Texas Goodyear massacre, finished 34th. But before that, Bristol, 4th, Kansas, 3rd, Darlington, 5th. Daytona, 36. Yeah, he got caught up in a crash in that one, of course, we know. Uh, Watkins Glen, 8th, Richmond, 2nd. So... Head-to-head-wise, Christopher Bell has been whooping up on Austin Cindric more than he hasn't, and I'm thinking that's going to continue again this week at Talladega because, again, we know that Christopher Bell's got a lot more to race for than does Austin Cindric. And, yeah, okay, Austin Cindric, like I said, yes, he can get it done at a super speedway. He did get it done in a Daytona race that was uh, madness to start the year. But I'm going to go consistency. I'm going to go with the better and, and more experienced driver in this one. Christopher Bell over Austin Sindrick at minus 105. Yeah, um, man, I don't like this one as much. But, again, these head-to-heads, it can go either way. So, I mean, Christopher Bell, you know, Austin Sindrick, is he, he's still a – these are both young drivers. But Austin Sindrick is a rookie that's made his way into the round of 12 now. Uh, he's sitting below the cutoff line. And Christopher Bell is as well, but Bell's been around a few years. Like, I, I would expect Cindric to push harder, try harder to get there and, and get it done. He's he's got all this confidence from winning Daytona. Is he going to be overconfident in that and cost him in the race? So the case can definitely be made for the Christopher Bell side of this. Bell's consistency lately has been amazing, uh, and so yeah, I, I don't hate this one either. Um, my next one is going to be a head-to-head as well. I said this in the recap race. If I can find a way to fade Kyle Larson on super speedways, I'm going to fade Kyle Larson on super speedways. In this case, it's Denny Hamlin that I get to fade him with uh, head-to-head at minus 110. Let me read off uh, Kyle Larson's super speedway finishes. This is just Daytona and Talladega. But uh, Daytona in August here, he finished 37th, which was last. Now, Talladega in the spring, fourth place. That was like the greatest race ever by Kyle Larson at Super Speedway. Daytona, 32nd. Talladega, 37th. Daytona, 40th. Talladega, 40th. Then you got a couple, or you got a top 10 in the 500 here back in 21. Talladega, 39th. Daytona, 20th. Talladega, 24th. Kyle Larson, one of the greatest race car drivers in the entire world, sucks at Super Speedways. Can he finish good? Yes, he did it at Talladega in the spring. It was like, oh my goodness, is he suddenly good at super speedways? 
not buying into it completely. I still am going to fade Kyle Larson every chance I get at super speedways. Does Denny Hamlin get caught up in a wreck early and something happens to him? Highly possible. Of course. Yes, it could happen. But Denny Hamlin is one of the better super speedway drivers. Now, more so on the Daytona type of track. He won like, was it three Daytona 500s in a row or something ridiculous? Like, but he is good at super speedways. He's very smart. I, I mentioned it earlier when I was giving an example on something, but I wouldn't be surprised to all of a sudden see Denny Hamlin just float from second place to last place. When he sees stuff is starting to get stirring up that he doesn't like, he will just cut it out and go to the back and stay out of the way. He'll let him wreck in front of him, work his way through there and survive it till be at the end, which is very smart. Denny Hamlin knows what he's doing at super speedways. One of the better super speedway racers, Kyle Larson sucks at super speedways. Am I going to put the house on the snow? Because Denny can get caught up in stuff, especially if you're hanging out in the back. But Kyle Larson is just not good at super speedways. I am going to hope that that keeps going and that Talladega in the spring was just an outlier finish where he got fifth uh, and just keep. I'm going to fade Kyle Larson and fade Kyle Larson and fade Kyle Larson at super speedways every single chance I get every time they'll give it to me. Yeah, that is a very safe bet. Uh, sometimes, like we said, you make more money from fading somebody than you do actually uh, favoring somebody. So I I'm definitely with you on that one. Well, somebody we jumped off of the fade track, like you said, like Denny Hamlin. We, we were fading him for the longest time, and now we've jumped off of that, and we're kind of full-on backing Denny Hamlin in crazy situations. And I'm going to back him to be the top Toyota this week at plus 300. He did it last week in a complete and total just ridiculousness of a race. Uh, he was the top Toyota. He, he was not the top Toyota the race before that, but he was the top uh, one of the top Toyotas, him and Bubba Wallace, at the Hollywood Casino at Kansas. So he's been in the mix as a top Toyota basically for the last few weeks. And for Denny Hamlin, I don't want to say he's catching fire, but he's definitely been a, a good driver enough to finish second at Darlington, second in Kansas, ninth in Bristol, 10th in Texas, uh, fourth at Richmond, third in Michigan. You know, very good solid finishes with a couple of bad ones sandwiched in at Watkins Glen and, of course, Daytona, where he got caught up in the wreck. But when all things are considered equal, um, he's been in the mix to be one of the top Toyotas. Him and Bell uh, basically have been jockeying for it, one, two. Like I said, Bubba kind of tossed his head up there and won one. Um, but by and large, Denny Hamlin's been one of the better Toyotas running uh, over the course of the last, what, five, six races. So for him to outlast a lot of stuff and madness in this super speedway race, you almost, again, you almost can't just say, like, yes, they've done well because any number of stuff can happen, and then you can't point and say, well, they did badly, so he can't do good. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and, and take the plus 300 on this one and, and hope to God that Denny Hamlin stays out of trouble and, and finishes the top Toyota. Yeah, I mean, I just talked about how good he is at super speedways, so I fully back this. Again, with Toyota, there's only six in the field. So that makes it a lot easier. Martin Truex Jr. has been notably bad at super speedways anyways, also retired. So, you know, you're kind of only against five other people. So I'll take it. Uh, I will too. He's had the shittiest luck of anybody. So now you're down to there's only four Toyotas, right? Exactly. See, it's a battle. It's attrition. And that's what the, all this season has been is just attrition. Can you outlast exactly. anybody else? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm big on Denny this week. 
I like him. Uh, he's always good at super speedways. I just talked about him. So, so yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. Uh, a couple of top manufacturer bets that I like. Uh, Ty Dillon to be the top Chevy, 40 to 1. Again, just you're throwing some random darts out here at long shots because you hit one of these and that, that saves, you know, your day is just, it's a positive day. If you hit a 30 to one, a 40 to one bet, then it, nothing else matters because you're going to cover it. You can hit multiple ones of these. You're going to have a really good, nice day. Um, so Ty Dillon top Chevy at, uh, at Talladega here. He has done pretty good at super speedways. He's a pretty solid racer. Um, he finished third at Talladega in 2020. He had a fourth place finish at Daytona in 2019. Um, and he's never really been in a quality cup car. Like this petty GMS car is the best ride that he's had. And, and so again, all these other looking back through his finishes, they're all in that number 13 Germain car, which was just a crap car year after year. So he can get it done, but just going back, I mean, 18th at Daytona, so he, you know, survived a little bit. Uh, he finished 33rd at Talladega in the spring. I, he got caught up early, only ran 89 laps in that one. But in 11th at, day, uh, at the Daytona 500 last year, the third I talked about at Talladega. Um, again, he's got a sixth at Daytona, another sixth at Daytona. So he's a guy who can survive the madness, work his way through things. We just saw his brother Austin win at Daytona and – literally mostly because he survived the chaos all 15 cars in front of him wreck at the same time he makes it through and ty can do similar things and this one again you don't need him to win the race you don't even be in the top three you don't need to be in the top five he just has to beat the other chevy cars yes there's a lot of chevy cars but like i just talked about chase elliott was the best chevy at daytona in ninth place so if some of these guys get taken out and now going back to the, the landon castle you got landon castle 80 to 1 Ty Dillon, 40 to one, you bet both of these and you've got a decent shot of one of these two guys surviving things, getting there and being there at the end and being the top Chevy. Also taking Todd Gilliland, top Ford, 30 to one. Um, Gilliland is, is another guy who can stay out of trouble, can, can find his way there at the end. Uh, the results weren't necessarily there in the Daytona 500, he finished 33rd Atlanta. He was 27th, 27th again at Talladega in the spring. So the results haven't necessarily been there. Uh, Daytona, he finished 23rd this past one, but he was one of the guys that was up there towards the front, I believe, when the rain thing happened and, and just got caught up in that. Um, so, but he finished third here in the truck series last year in that 38 truck. So he's proven he can do it on super speedways. We've seen him have good runs. He gets caught up in stuff a little more often than some of the other guys, but if he can find his way through there, top four at 30 to one is very doable for Todd Gilliland. Again, just kind of throwing out some of these long shot darts, hoping you hit one because it can have you, it can make you have a great day. You don't, you know, just partial units on these. You don't, we don't talk about units much or tell you what to bet. Like all that is up to you, but you don't have to make a full bet like you would normally make on something like this. You can take a full bet break it up into four or five, six pieces, spread it out across some of these different ones. And you, you know, you're going to hopefully hit one and that can just save all the rest of it. Yeah. And I would, you know, it's funny. I was looking for Gilliland on the entry sheet for trucks. Cause I really wanted to find something on him, but then I realized, Nope, there's no bets on him. There's no anything. Cause he's not in there. 
So I was like, damn it. Oh, well. Uh, but I'm glad you managed to fit him into the to the Cup Series. That's that's a welcome surprise. Uh, somebody else that's a welcome surprise in the Cup Series, I'm going to go ahead and toss out Noah Gragson as a top 10 at plus 350. Uh, but Rod, he's won four races in the Xfinity in a row. Uh, he, he hasn't really translated that very much into the Cup Series. No, no, he hasn't necessarily. He hasn't had the, the greatest luck there in the Cup cars. He's only got one top 10 in his 13 starts. Daytona, he was 31st. Talladega here earlier, he was 20th. But, you know, here's the thing. He did finish fifth in the Daytona race earlier in this season. And he's on a roll right now, like in the Xfinity series. He's on a roll. Yeah, he didn't have a good day at, at Texas. He finished 21st. But, you know, look, all things being equal, I think Noah Gragson is, is starting to slowly improve his luck. Not necessarily improve his finishes, but at the very least, he's improving his luck. He's looking faster in that car. He's looking more comfortable in that car, uh, as is evidenced by the fact that he did survive a lot of nonsense to finish fifth in Daytona after starting dead last. So that's impressive even in and of itself. So um, I think he's he's got a lot of momentum riding into uh, his racing lately, and I think that's going to spill over to a, a positive day in the cup car. Uh, and did, it's just going to depend also on how he does uh, in this in the Xfinity race the, the the time before. So if he has a good Xfinity race, then I think that's going to translate again very well into that cup race. And look, a top 10, you know, we've been talking about top 10s and sprinkling a bunch of long shots and top 10s. I think Noah Gragson at plus 350 for a top 10 is a, is a pretty decent sprinkle given what he's been able to do lately in, in just about everything that he's set foot in. Yeah, agreed. And he's back in that 62, the beard car that, that Brennan gone raced for so many years. Like they literally only enter in cut. They enter cup races every year, but only the super speedways. So I think they have one full-time employee. Like their focus is super speedways. They build these cars for that. And they put in drivers that know what they're doing. Brennan gone for so many years, just auto bet him every time because he was so good at it. Now they've got it to Gregson who is very good at super speedways gets it done uh won the xfinity series race in talladega earlier this season so he can get you solid finishes and another guy that's gonna he's again he's trying as he gets used to these cup cars for next year he's trying to just have clean races finish all the laps and for a guy to get a top 10 that's what you need a guy who's staying out of trouble running a clean race avoiding the big chaos be there at the end and get that top 10 so i like that all right let's do some um, winners Let's do some winners. So I'm going to break it up a little bit here. Rod stole my guy, so I had to make a change on the fly, but that's okay. Uh, Bubba Wallace, 18 to 1. I, I don't really understand why he's 18 to 1. Uh, he's 12 to 1 on some books, so make sure you're shopping around for that because 18 to 1, great value for Bubba Wallace. He won this race last year. Yes, it was rain shortened. I don't want to hear your crap about that. They were racing the rain. He had to. You knew you had to be in front of the field because any second the rain was coming, that's what happened. He put himself in position. He got the win. This could very well be another rain-shortened race, and Bubba knows how to put himself up there. We saw it. He almost won the Daytona 500. He's like a few feet short. He's good at every single time we go to these super speedways. He's always in the front at the end. He's going to be there consistently. So as one of the favorites a 12 to 1 some places but 18 to 1 others this is a no-brainer bet for me you have to put money on bubble wallace at a super speedway he is that level of a super speedway racer 
You look at his spotter. I think it's Brett Griffin as a spotter. Is a very, very good plate spotter. He's done it for years. He's won races with Elliott Sadler before. Other guys, he's just one of those guys that really, the spotters play such a pivotal part in a race like this because these guys don't have time to think. They have to do what the spotter says, and he knows he can trust his spotter, and they work so well together. They've been doing it for years now. They won here last year. I think he could do it again. 18-1, to you have to take some Bubba Wallace. Um Next up for me, Eric Jones, 30 to 1. If you remember back to the spring race, Eric Jones took the white flag as the leader. He made the mistake of getting too big of a lead. They got the run behind him. That was actually Kyle Larson was actually trying to get the win there. That would have been that would have blown my mind. Broke the matrix or something if Kyle Larson wins at a super speedway. But Jones tried to block Larson. They got together, and that was when Ross Chastain slipped under him, got the win there. Um but Eric Jones, again, a guy who's proven to be a good super speedway racer. He can get it done on super speedways. Almost got it done here. He just made that slight mistake. He still finished sixth. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was 17th at Daytona. He was ninth at Talladega last year. He had a second here in 2020. He had a fifth here in 2020. He had a third at Daytona in 2019. Uh, he won a race in 2018 at Daytona. So he's a guy that gets solid results. He can put himself in the mix at the end. He's won on a super speedway before. So he knows how to make the right moves. He made the mistake here in the spring, got too big of a lead and wasn't able to control the field. I don't think you're going to see him make that mistake again. Maybe he gets revenge for not winning it then and gets it here. Um, we just saw him win a couple weeks ago, at Darlington. So, you know, this team has got some momentum under their feet. He's a guy who can get it done. Another guy who's been around a little while now. He really knows how to work his way through these fields and this type of racing. So I'm going to take Eric Jones at 30 to 1. Uh, sorry, Rod, you'll get your chance here in a minute. I'm still going. <laughs> <laughs> Next up for me on my list of winners, again, you're just taking these units, just splitting them apart and spreading it out, right? Justin Haley, 50 to 1. I mentioned it earlier with the colleague stuff, and they're so good at, at Xfinity races. I think it was three or four restrictor plate races in a row. He won in the Xfinity series. He actually has a win in the cup series, a rain shortened race. That was a pit strategy call, bad, bad pit strategy on Kurt Busch's part by pitting. He stayed out. They never got started again. And he won, uh, that that's a little bit more different than Bubba's win rain shortened, but still a win in the cup series. Um, he just finished, was it third last weekend at Texas? Great momentum. We know colleague guys can get it done. He's going to have a colleague teammate. I believe it's uh, Daniel Hemrick in the eight, in the other, the 16 car. So maybe he's not going to have any help there because we know Hemrick sucks. But Noah Gragson, who, you know, they've, they've been teammates in the colleague cars in the Cup Series side of things, going to be in this race, can work with him. He's going to have friends around him. 50 to 1 is just way too much, too high of odds for a guy that's gotten it done before in the Xfinity Series and is just waiting for his turn in the Cup Series. I think Justin Haley can get it done. And, of course, Corey LaJoy, he's an auto bet for me. Every time we go to a super speedway, I don't care. I've been calling it all year. I've been doing it for like three years now. Every super speedway race, I bet on Corey LaJoy. He always finds himself there at the end. He is probably the smartest driver when it comes to staying out of the shit, avoiding things, and being there at the end. You might hear him say later this week on his podcast, they're not giving him a top-tier car. They don't want him to race for the win. They just want him to go get points. 
but he said that at Daytona and was still there at the end or one of these race Atlanta. I think it was, he said that. And then we saw it. We had him. What do we have him at? Was it two fifty to one or something crazy? And he was leading with two laps to go rod. He was so close. He almost got it. He almost won a Daytona last year. I had him at like 150 to one. Then he's gotten so close. He's still being disrespected at hundred to one. You got to put something on Corey LaJoy. It's coming. And I am going to be so happy when he gets that win to see a guy that he's one of the most likable guys in the garage. I love the guy. Love listening to him talk every week on his podcast. Love watching anything he does. Great with fans. Awesome down to earth dude. Who's just a great race car driver. Who's grinding it out. He's never had a chance. God, I want to see him so bad. Get into a Hendrick car. One of these good cars. See what he can do with it. But he makes the most of what he has week in and week out. Super speedways are his chance to shine. And if he's got a chance to win, if he can put it there at the end, he's going to take the chance. He's come so close. It's coming. Corey LaJoy's winning this week. 100 to 1. Book it. Don't miss out. Cody's arm is getting tired. Corey, win one, man. His arm is getting tired from pointing to the outfield. I swear to God. Like that, that's his calling is shot so long that LaJoy, you need to hurry up and win before that arm falls off. Hey, uh, at 100 to 1. I can wait as long as I need to, as long as I hit it eventually. <laughs> uh, I love it. All right. Well, I'm going to – We, have, I think we've just taken away the puke face emoji from Brad Kozlowski. We, we've not – I mean, we've, we've actually been talking great about him over the last few weeks, and for good reason, because all of a sudden Brad Kozlowski has turned uh, a junky season into a halfway decent one, a seventh-place finish at Darlington. Bad luck at Kansas, but turn it around 13th at Bristol, 8th after starting at the pole in Texas. Look, Brad Keselowski is not necessarily the front runner for anything, but I'm going to pick him to win at plus 2,000 here. Um, not just given the fact that he's actually been putting his, his number six car in the right places over the last few weeks, but he manages to put his car in the right places at Talladega over the course of his career. 27 starts here. Six wins, 13 top 10s, nine top fives. That's great. But six wins at Tal and a track that is wholly unpredictable. Brad Kozlowski has won on this track six different times. He did it in 2021, finished second in the second race in 2021. Bad luck to start this at, at uh, the earlier race. He finished 23rd here. But that's all the more reason for to back him at, uh, at plus 2,000 here to win this race. Because, again, Brad Keselowski, that was a different Brad Keselowski back then in the Talladega race earlier this season. That was before he decided that he realized, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be the only, or maybe I should let other, maybe I should lead the way in this uh, RFK QRS team um, and, and actually start showing that I've, I've got the speed to be not just the owner but the driver. So I like Brad Keselowski. I, apparently stolen from you, Cody, you were going to pick him as one of your uh, 6,000 winners, so at least that makes me feel a little better that we've taken the puke face emoji off Brad Keselowski. And look, again, we talked about him over the last couple of weeks from a DFS standpoint that he was going to do great things for you. And guess what? He actually did great things for you in DFS for both of those weeks. So now's the time to take full advantage of the chaos and the madness that we're going to see in this race and, and post himself an actual win in the win column because let's let's face it he's long overdue for one this season and i think he among all people could tell you the same thing his average finish is 18th place 
<laughs> He'd sure love to turn that whole thing around, especially for that team. Um, they need it. They really need this because they need, they've had good solid runs with Busher, with him. They just need that W, and I think this is where they get it. Yeah, no, 100% agree. I, I had Brad, Brad Kozlowski teed up. You beat me to it. I'll let you take the credit for this one, but I fully back this. I will be betting it as well. Let me read you the list of guys who have won more times at Talladega than Brad Keselowski. Dale Earnhardt Sr. That is it. The only person who's won more races than Brad has. Six wins here. Incredible. He did it in one of his very first races all the way back in that 09 car that nobody even knew who this kid was. And he's proven time and time again he can get it done here. They won the duels at Daytona, both him and Chris Buescher, in those RFK cars. They're fast. They have speed. Brad knows how to get it done on super speedways, especially Talladega. They're clicking on all cylinders. Things have been looking up for him. A win a couple weeks ago with Busher. He qualified on the pole last week at Texas. Good runs for Brad both weeks. Things are going well. They're going to continue to go well. He's still in the Ford camp. He's still going to work with those Penske guys. If you've watched that race for the championship, him and Joey Logano, they had it on there. They were talking about how they're going to work together. They started next to each other. Let's do this. Their spotters were talking to each other throughout the race. Hey, help me do this. Tell Brad not to do this. I don't like this. I like this. Like These guys are working together. Even though he's not a Penske anymore, he still has good relationships with those guys, and those guys always find themselves in the front at the end. Brad's going to find himself up there too. 20 to 1. One of my favorite bets on the week is Brad Keselowski to win this race. I really feel like it's coming. You almost know we're going to see a new winner, right? So why not Brad? Why not now? Why not at Talladega? get that six back in victory lane. Uh, yeah, it, this is a great bet. Good call by you, Rod. You know, maybe up my 17 winners you don't need, and it's only Rod's one that you need. <laughs> yeah, but as we've learned every single week as we've gone through this entire season, you should listen to Cody. But yeah, definitely put something on Brad Keselowski to uh, get a seventh win here at Talladega after this and, and become the 20 millionth different winner this season because why the hell not right why why can't we have uh, a different winner for the rest of this season all the way out it just would be exactly the way this season has gone so um all right i love it let's uh let's go through our list because it's going to take another 15 to get through all of what we got get your pen and paper out we're going to go through the list of of bets uh we start out with landing castle and uh as a top 10 driver at plus 1200 and also as the top chevy at plus 8000 and cody Ware as a top 10 car at plus 1200 because anything can and will happen on this track. I gave you Christopher Bell over Austin Sindrick at minus 105. Cody gave you Denny over Kyle at, oh, Kyle Larson, that is, at minus 110. And I said Denny's going to go ahead and be the top Toyota at plus 300. Cody said Ty Dillon will be the top Chevy and Todd Gilliland will be the top Ford. Uh, Dillon at 40 to 1, Gilliland at 30 to 1. I gave you Noah Gragson as a top 10 car at plus 350. And then, of course, uh, Cody said Bubba Wallace Eric, plus 1,800. Eric Jones at plus 3,000. Uh, Haley at plus 5,000. And LaJoy at 100 to 1 to win this race. And I gave you Brad. No more puke face emoji. Keselowski as the winner at plus 2,000. Of course, my bets are just not as sexy as Cody. I, 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 he knows how to find the good, sexy long shots uh, I unfortunately uh, picked the wallflowers that, you know, are, you know, not necessarily all there, but 
Cody, I think we've given some uh, fantastic stuff, man. This is going to be a crazy race to watch. Obviously, we got to keep everybody in the Discord as well because as the, the week progresses, more and more bets will surface and more and more things that we like. Plus, Cody, there's look, I only give him a certain amount of spots. He's correct. Because if we don't, this show could be three hours easy. And we, we love that you stick around to the end. But I don't know how long they're going to stick around for three hours. Even unless, I mean, if we're winning the money, they'll stick around forever, right? And, uh, hey, we've been winning them some money. So eh. there is that, you know. I gave out a few winners at Daytona, and the 30-1 to 1 was the one that cashed. So uh, I, I would say the plan worked out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it again, this is a track. You can bet anything. Cut it up, split it out, a few bucks here, a few bucks there. You just need to hit one or two of these long shots and you're going to have a profitable day but again be careful because you could lose it all very very easily anything and everything can and will happen now we're deep into the playoffs stuff's really getting real it's going to be an insane weekend but it's going to be a fun weekend i know there's a lot of bets there it's a lot of different stuff but there there's good angles on all these ones that's why we give them out and it's been profitable and successful for us so far this season, especially on super speedways. So we'll see. Hopefully Talladega doesn't get us this week and uh, we can get her. The big one will happen. It's just a matter of when Ricky Bobby will bring it out. So, uh, all right, Cody, let's uh, go ahead and wrap this up. And why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. All my work is over there. Uh, yeah, NASCAR stuff, F1 stuff, NBA, NFL, a little bit of everything. So check me out over there. Follow the show as well at NASCAR Gambling. When Cody has to pause to think about exactly what his content consists of, you know he is very deep in the weeds. Yes, make sure to follow him out there. A lot of great stuff that Cody is producing. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Via Gomez. Get in that Discord at uh, sg.pn slash Discord. There's a link in my Twitter bio for everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's on the in-between media, whether it's sports book review, whether it's me standing on the corner screaming NASCAR picks, which, you know, my neighbors have told me to stop. I won't. They'll try. Homeowners Association's already on my heels. Give me a couple of letters. I said, look, damn it. I do what I do. Anyways, <laughs> we got a great weekend of racing ahead of us. Join us tomorrow for the DFS show. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for hanging around and sticking to the end. So until next time, let's go racing and let it ride.